All right, is everybody ready? Everybody ready to go? All right. So who got us together tonight? Jesus. Jesus is getting us together. All right, well, tonight we are on the topic of, what's the topic? Meetings. Okay, everybody have an outline with them? All right. I love this topic. This is a wonderful topic. And before we start the outline, I just want to touch on a couple points. I um, just want to make sure I can see everybody. Some people are kind of faced the other direction. I want, I want to be able to interact with everybody here. All right, so um, first off, you know, the church is the ecclesia. Who knows what ecclesia means? It's the gathering. Of what? The called out ones. What are we called out of? What have we been called out of? Called out of the world. Y'all got called out, and, and I, we got called out of our day. The Lord's calling us out of so many things in order to what? In order to gather. Okay, so this is the meaning of the church. Firstly, is that we're a called out assembly. So we're called out of the world in order to do what? In order to meet. And as believers, this is where we get supplied. This is where we get established. This is where we get perfected to fulfill the purpose of our calling. All right? That's number one. Two other points concerning our meetings, or meeting just in general, before we get into this outline. Number one, meetings are God's ordination for the believers. Meetings are God's ordination for the believers. There's an ordination for everything that has life in order for it to exist. Every living thing has an ordination for its existence. So you can call this a law of existence, a law of existence. And even you could say it's a law of blessing because if we don't take care of these laws, then eventually we won't be able to exist anymore, right? So you can look, consider it this way. The law of existence for a fish is what? Water. The law of existence for a fish is water. The law of existence for a bird is what? Air. You know, today I was meeting with, with a brother over uh, by the RLM on that hill over there on Dean Keaton, the one nice green spot in the midst of all that concrete. And we were looking up at the building, like on the 10th floor, you know, all this, they have the windows and then it kind of angles down like that, this concrete that comes down to the wall. And all these birds were up there sitting. And I was thinking, man, if I was up there, I would not be happy like those birds are. Because that is not the law of my existence. I like my feet on the ground. Those birds are just happy up there on the 10th floor. That's the law of their existence. They're just in the air all the time. Fish are in the water. Birds are in the air. What is the law of our existence as Christians? How do we maintain our existence? What's the ordination for us? Meetings. So as water is for a fish, 
Air is for a bird. Meetings are for a Christian. God's ordination for the believers. Number two, meetings are a requirement of our spiritual life. You know, our spiritual life as Christians has many, many characteristics. Um, we have a hatred for sin now that we've been born again. We d desire to draw near to God. Tonight, don't all of us have a desire to draw near to God? That's why you're here tonight, right? You could be doing a lot of other things tonight, but you made it here. Praise the Lord, we all made it here. Because there's something in us for our spiritual life. One of the characteristics is drawing near to God. Also, we have a desire to serve God, right? Isn't this in all of us? To a greater or lesser extent, as those born of God, we want to serve Him. So this is, you could say, a characteristic of our Christian life. Well, there's another characteristic of our Christian life, and even you could say it's a requirement of our spiritual life, and that is flocking. Flocking. So we're not like butterflies. Have y'all been enjoying all the butterflies? I've never, I've never noticed as many butterflies as I have this year. I was taking a little walk on campus today, and there's these, uh, I can't remember what those flowers are called, I think a cone flower or something like that. They were just covered with these butterflies. Beautiful. But you know, butterflies, they're just, they're soloists. They come and they go and they're just, oh. The Bible never compares us to butterflies. But many times it calls us sheep. What is the characteristic of sheep besides being not very smart and being very dependent on the shepherd? The other characteristic of sheep is they flock, right? Actually, in John, the Lord said he referred to his sheep and he said that he had other sheep who were not of that fold, not of the Jews, and that he needed to gather these so there could be one flock and one shepherd. So when we believed in the Lord, we became a part of this flock. So our, the characteristic of our life, even to sustain our spiritual existence, we need flocking. It's just, it just comes by the nature of the life. I mean, a, a fish doesn't have to try to be in water. A bird doesn't have to fly in the air. It just comes with a life. So as believers, I don't think I'm going to share something with you tonight that's just like so foreign. It's like, what is he talking about? I think every one of us, if you've been born of God, you can identify with what I'm talking about, right? Actually, the fact that you're here tonight indicates that you can identify with what I'm talking about because you're meeting, right? You're doing the very thing that we're, we're fellowshipping about tonight. So the flocking life, I was considering even today. You know, this is my, this is my fourth meeting today. That's in addition to, I had a meeting with Jesus when I woke up for a few minutes. <laughs> but that wasn't with someone else other than the Lord, so I won't count that one. But then I, I went and I got with uh, a couple to pray before I went to work. Meeting number one. And then on my way to work, I called someone uh, in Mexico to have a time with the Lord with them. Meeting number two. And then I went to work and after a few hours, I got with Austin. He's the one who's with me on the hill looking at those birds that way up there. <laughs> meeting number three. Now I'm in meeting number four. And after this, I'm going to run home, get with my wife, and we're going over to some neighbor's house who are believers, who ask us if we'd come over and have, have dessert with them. Meeting number five. I mean, that's not my typical day, but I'm thinking, wow, <laughs> five meetings. The Christian life is really a flocking meeting life. It's just the nature of our life. You know, I like this saying that uh, a brother once shared. He said, um, 
how does it go? Work is what we do between meetings. That's what our jobs are. So that job I have over in the physics department, that's just what I do to occupy myself between meetings. That's not what my life's about. My life is about this. It's about meeting, right? We've been called out of that, right? We're the called out assembly. I've been called out of a career. You've been called out of UT. You're here studying, right? Everybody get your degrees, yes. But that's not your life, right? Our life is Christ. And our living is just our meeting together. Okay, so these are some basic points I wanted to share before we get into the outline. All right, now we come to the topic, which is meeting. Um, let's read the, this, uh, the piece of this verse here in Acts 2.44 together. And all those... Let's say it again. And all those who believed were together. Okay, it wasn't like they believed, they got baptized, and then they said, thanks, see y'all later. No. When they believed, what happened spontaneously and automatically? They were together. They were fulfilling the law of the Christian life. They didn't just all scatter and go back to their families and jobs and whatever. They were together. This is the, this is the, the characteristic of the Christian life. Okay. Five points. So make sure, you know, you need to pick up on these points because afterwards it's going to be your chance to share them. So point number one. Okay, this is the first, point number one is the first principle regarding our meetings. First principle, principle number one. Whenever we come together with other believers, what? Let's read one together. Gathering to enjoy Christ's presence. Okay, this is the fellowship we've been called into. First principle, we are gathered to enjoy Christ's presence. Look at Matthew 18, 20. Let's read that together. For where there are two or three gathered into my name, there am I in their midst. Did you know you were gathered tonight? You know, it's like the shepherd. He gathers the sheep. You may have thought you just came here on your own. Maybe you saw, oh, I really want some pizza tonight. I don't know. I don't think anybody came here just for pizza. But actually, the Lord was gathering us here. He was gathering us. He was gathering all the little sheep. Some were preparing for tests. Some were taking care, you know, preparing for papers, others at their jobs. He was just gathering, gathering, gathering. And what does he gather us into? It's a very interesting expression. Gathered into my name. What does it mean to be gathered into the Lord's name? The name always denotes the person. So really, we're being gathered into Christ. And even you can use where that word says into, you can also say under, under my name. So, you know, in this meeting tonight, brothers and sisters, there's a big banner over the meeting. Yes, a big banner. And that banner, that banner is Jesus Christ. He's, he's the banner that we're meeting under. We're not here meeting under UT football, or I don't know, whatever your major is, or whatever your interests are. We're not meeting under any of those things. We're meeting under a banner that says, Jesus Christ. So what does that mean? That means he's our center, right? When you go to a game, the game's the center. Or if you're an accounting major under you know, that degree, that's, that's center. But when you're gathered under the Lord's name or into the Lord's name, 
He's the banner. He's the center. He's the focus. He's the meaning of our gathering. You know, tonight I saw Jerusalem. I was, I was getting my name tag in the Jerusalem. She, she ran in the door and she got her name tag. I was so excited to see Jerusalem. You know why I was so excited to see Jerusalem? Because she comes to our home every Friday night. So I was like, oh, there's Jerusalem. Jerusalem, so good to see you. But you know, as much as I, I like Jerusalem, I didn't come here tonight to see Jerusalem. I'm happy I see Jerusalem. <laughs> and all the rest of you. But I came to meet the Lord, right? Isn't that why you're here tonight? We're here to meet the Lord. Of course, we enjoy the Christ that's in each other too. But the focus, the center is Christ. We're gathered into his name. And when we gather into his name, there's a promise. What is that? I am in their midst. Did you know the Lord Jesus is here tonight? He's the host presiding in this meeting. This meeting's not about you. It's not about me. Fortunately, I don't think anybody came to hear Chris Lynch, you know. There wasn't any big banner out. Chris Lynch is coming tonight to speak. <laughs> no one would ever put that banner out for me. <laughs> the center is Christ. He is in the midst. And his presence is fullness of joy. And this is the thing. You know, I had some time with the Lord this morning, first thing a few minutes, I enjoy the Lord. But the enjoyment I had of the Lord there cannot compare to the enjoyment I have when I'm with all of you, especially when we're enjoying the Lord together. When we're singing a hymn together, when we're praying together, when each one is speaking something of the Lord, there is no comparison between my little, my little enjoyment of Christ in the morning and the enjoyment I have with all of you. It's so much richer, the Lord's presence. I have the presence of the Lord in my daily life and, and alone, but it's so much richer when I get with you. I guess that's why I had to have five meetings today. I don't know. You would think, you know, as you go on with the Lord, you, you may, maybe you don't need to meet quite as much. But in my experience, it's just the opposite. There's hardly a day that goes by where I've, I don't feel that need. I need to call a brother. I need to pray with someone. I need to fellowship with someone. I need to shepherd someone or be shepherded by someone. That's our life. That's our life in Christ. And the Lord is, that's where the Lord's presence is so rich. So that's point number one, gather to enjoy Christ's presence. Okay. And where does this, where does this happen in, in two? Primarily, it says here, in the homes. Okay, not exclusively in the homes. Are you touching God's, the Lord's presence here tonight? Okay, the Lord is here, Right? But primarily in the New Testament, we see that the believers met house to house. You could say even this is the uh, organic way. You know, where people have their living is in their homes. It's, it's, it's your, your life is in your homes, right? If I want to know about you, I just go back to your hometown, and I, take, I, I go to your bedroom, and I know all about you. By the posters on your wall, by... People, the pictures you have, by the kind of bed you have, et cetera, the books on your shelf, right? That's where people have their life. They have their life in their homes. So the Lord was very sovereign that the primary place of the gatherings of believers is in the homes of the believers. Let's read this verse together, or these two verses. And day from house to house and simplicity of heart 
So, they were taking care of God's ordination. Did they meet once a week? Or maybe once a month, maybe twice a year on special holidays? When did they meet? What does this say? Day by day. And where did they meet? From house to house. They did meet in the temple, but primarily they met from house to house. You know what's special about a house? A house is a place, number one, where people have their living. Number two, the atmosphere is very intimate. Everyone feels comfortable in a house, right? Maybe some of you tonight, maybe when you heard, okay, prepare all your points, remember all the verses, because I might call on you to share these five points. Everybody, they get a little, you know, butterflies in their stomach or like, ah. But when you go into a home, I don't think anyone feels that way, right? You smell the meal cooking, you play with the dog or the little kids. Or, I mean, it's just, it's very familial. Just the family atmosphere, it's very warm and inviting, right? Actually, this is, the, we could say this is the Holy Spirit's invention because the Greeks didn't meet this way, the Romans didn't meet this way, the Jews met in the synagogues. They weren't meeting house to house. But God, in his ordination in the New Testament, the Holy Spirit's invention was that the believers met day by day and they met house to house. Okay, so that's the second point. There's an atmosphere there where everyone feels free to function. Even the little kids feel free to function. Nobody feels intimidated. No one feels inhibited. All right. Now that brings us to point number three. What's going on in these house-to-house -house meetings? In three, we have what? Teaching. We have fellowship. We have bread-breaking. And we have what? Prayers. Let's read this verse together, Acts 2.42. So what were they, they continued, it says very clearly, they continued in these four things, teaching, fellowship, breaking of bread, and prayers. Okay, I want to cover, um, you know, there's a couple of the uh, meetings are addressed here. One is meetings for bread breaking, right? That's the Lord's table. That's to eat the Lord's supper, where we come together to remember the Lord. Did you know that this is the only gathering I believe in the New Testament that we were commanded to keep. Because at the Lord's table, you remember what he told him? He said, do this until I come. Do this until I come. Unto the remembrance of me. So if you love the Lord, you've got to take care of that table. Because that table testifies of the Lord whom we love in the death that he died for us. So we gather together to remember the Lord and to declare his death and all that is accomplished for us, what? Until he comes. That's the first, first type of meeting. Then there's a second meeting here, and that's the prayer meeting. So in the book of Acts, there were several prayer meetings. One, the, the disciples were to gather together praying, and then they got filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God with boldness. That was in chapter 4. And then in another section, Peter was imprisoned. So a number of the saints were gathered in a sister's house and they were praying fervently for Peter. And the Lord miraculously released Peter from that imprisonment. 
to the point when he came to that house, they didn't even believe it was Peter. They shut the, 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 they shut the door and went back and said, Peter's here. And they said, no, Peter can't be here. They didn't even believe. But they had prayed, and the Lord released him. <laughs> Sometimes that's how our prayers are, you know. When the Lord answers them, we hardly believe. One time a brother shared this. He said, if you love the Lord, you go to the table meeting. If you hate the enemy, you go to the prayer meeting. You know, a brother in the Lord and I, we usually go to the prayer meeting together every week. So I'll pick him up and, you know, we'll ask each other, how was your day? How was your day? And, and we would just look at each other shaking our head. It's fight night. <laughs> night at the fights. It's never, Wednesday's never, we have a prayer meeting on Wednesday. Wednesday night's never easy. I mean, it's never easy to get there. Always got a headache or an argument or problems at work. Why? Because that's our fight night. That's where we're fighting, binding, loosing prayers to bring God's will to the earth. So if you love the Lord, take care of the table meeting. If you hate Satan, go to the prayer meeting. Okay. And then there's two items, other items here. That's for the teaching and the fellowship. The teaching here, of course, is the apostles' teaching. When we gather together, we're not talking, you know, our teaching's not Aristotle or, you know, Plato or whatever else. It's, we're not gathering around, you know, a philosopher's teaching. This is the apostles' teaching, which is the New Testament revelation concerning Christ and the church. And also, they're gatherings for what? For fellowship. L- let me read you this little, little line I wrote down. Fellowship. Fellowship is communion and communication between believers. Communion and communication between believers, but listen to the second part, in their communion and communication with God the Father and Christ the Son. Did you catch that? So when we get, gather together in our homes and in many other ways, we have fellowship. Fellowship is communion. It's communication among the believers. But that is in a realm, right, of what? Our communion and communication with the Father and with the Son. So if I haven't been having any communion and communication with the Lord in my daily life, I'm not going to have much to communicate and commune with you, right, when we come together. I mean, I might be able to talk to you about politics, Right? I mean, these days, politics has been so hot. We can all talk about, po- I mean, it just comes out like water. It's just like, you know, it's just in the atmosphere of politics. Right? Or maybe we can talk about, you know, football. Or we can talk about this, fashion, if you're, you know, female, or this. Or, you know, we can talk about all these things. It just comes out so easy. But if we haven't been having any communion and communication with the Lord, when we come together with believers, it's like, uh, 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 there's just not a lot flowing, right? But... But if we take some time in our daily life to spend time with the Lord, when we come together, there's a rich fellowship that goes on among us. So this is what the church was continuing, these four things. Teaching, fellowship, breaking of bread, and prayers. Okay, next point. Another point related to these to our gatherings is that they're what? They're in mutuality. This is the characteristic of our meetings. Okay, this meeting right now, I mean, if, if all we were going to have tonight is me just share with you, and then we just break up and y'all go do your thing, 
Okay, that would not characterize a Christian meeting. Just to have one person speaking and everyone listening, that's a ministry meeting, but you can't really call it a church meeting or you know, the kind of meetings that are so characteristic of the New Testament. Because our meetings, they need to be in mutuality. Okay, let's read this together, 1 Corinthians 14, 26. What then, brothers, whenever you come together, each one has a psalm, has a teaching, has a revelation, has a tongue, has an interpretation. So it says, whenever you come together, each one what? Each one has something. So the characteristic of our meetings is, number one, mutuality. That means each one has. Not just the, the elder has or the deacon has or the pastor has. Each one has, right? Mutuality. And also this matter of speaking. This is another characteristic. What if we all come together and everybody's silent? That's not much of a meeting. That's not much of a presence for the Lord to you know, be in the midst of. So that's why it speaks here about psalm, teaching, revelation, tongue, interpretation. All these are related to our mouth, right? Related to our speaking. Um, without the speaking in the meetings, the characteristic of Christian meetings is gone. So mutuality is the fourth point. And then finally, we meet in mutuality for what? Let's read five together. For building up the church by the functioning of all the members. So this, this point gets us to the goal, right? We've seen we get gathered into the Lord's name. Primarily, we're meeting in the homes, in one another's homes, day by day, house to house, with the content of teaching, fellowship, breaking bread, and prayers. And it's each one. It's not just one teaching everybody in the homes, but it's in mutuality. But the goal is what? The building up of the church. By what? By all the members functioning, right? Because we all have a portion. So I want to add just one verse here. Maybe someone could look this verse up and read it to us. It's Ephesians 4.16. Can someone read us? You got it there, Will? Yes. Okay. Okay, go ahead. Out from whom all the body, being joined together and being knit together through every joint of the rich supply and through the operation in the measure of each one part, causing the growth of the body unto the building up of itself in love. Okay, so according to that verse, what causes the growth of the body and what causes the body to get built up? Genki. I'm going to keep you on the spot since you read the verse. What causes the growth of the body and what causes it to be built up, the church to be built up in that verse? Being joined together. Okay. And? And? The operation in the measure of Okay, you got that? The operation, and that word operation there, it can also be translated function, the function that's in the measure of each one part. Just like in my physical body, every part has a function. Even the littlest part has a function. I don't know what the function of my earlobe is, but I know it's got a function. Every part of my body has a function, right? Same way in the body of Christ. You might be the smallest member. You might be a little pinky, 
but you've got a function, right? And as every member is operating according to the function that's been given to them, then the body builds what? Itself up in love. It's not special people that build the body up. It's the body itself by the functioning of all the members. So then we have this verse in 1 Corinthians 14, 4b. Let's read that together. But... Okay, and this is where you might think, well, I've never foretold the future before. How am I supposed to build up the church? This word prophesy here is not primarily telling the future, but it's to speak for the Lord. Just like in the Old Testament, the prophets didn't primarily tell the future, but they were there to speak for the Lord and speak the Lord forth to the people of God, right? We can all do that. We've all been born of God, so we can speak something for the Lord. And he who prophesies builds up the church. Now, 1 Corinthians 14, 31. For that all may learn. Okay, uh, Andrew. Yeah, you. Who who can prophesy? Anyone. Okay, Krista, is that true? How can you say that? All can prophesy. That's right. It's not an easy word, is it? But this verse clearly said all can prophesy. How about we can, let's, instead of using the word prophesy there, let's say speak for the Lord. Okay, let's read this again. Say for all can, what? Uh, I say, sorry, I said it wrong. You can all speak for the Lord. Let's do that. For you can all speak for the Lord one by one that all may learn and all may be encouraged. All can. That is a capacity that we have in the life we have in Christ. Of course, we need to grow and we need to mature. We need to be in the Lord's word. We need to spend time with the Lord. And the more we do, the richer our speaking becomes. But even with a little baby, that first dad, dad, or mama is like, ah, that's wonderful, you know. I mean, it's not, it's, 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 it's not a great composition. It's just mama or dada. But, I mean, the, the child is only a few months old. You're just happy to, that something's coming out of that baby's mouth. It's the same way spiritually. You may not have a lot. I mean, you may not have volumes. But you've got something, right, of the Lord you've experienced and enjoyed that you can share. That little speaking builds up the body of Christ. Okay, so these are the five points. Um, I don't know, maybe there's someone, maybe there's someone already, even, I know you're going to break up for about five or ten minutes and practice going through the points and then try to repeat them just in a real brief way, not like I did, not a whole message, but just very briefly. But maybe there's someone already that's been practicing that they feel like they can just tie these points together just, just very succinctly. I mean, is there anybody, anybody here that could do it just to give us a little pattern maybe so that when we're, oh, Tina, no, not Tina. <laughs> You got food in your mouth. You got food in your mouth. No, you go. go. How about, um, I don't know, how about, uh, how about Brian? Could you do it? What do you think? I mean, I know it's, you know, you're like the first olive out of the jar, so it may be a little bit difficult, but just try. The Christian life is a meeting life. Yes. Okay, go ahead. Amen. And uh, where do we meet? Primarily in the homes. Mm-hmm. And, um, and the third point, what do we do when we meet and what do we do when we 
what is our meetings for? Mm -hmm. It's for teaching, fellowship, breaking of bread, and prayers. Mm -hmm. And the fourth point is when we meet, we meet in mutuality. Mm -hmm. And that ultimately... What does that mean, meet in mutuality? Which means... Each one has, yes, good, okay. And when we meet in mutuality with everybody functioning or operating, then um, it builds up the church. Right, by? By the functioning of each member. All the members, excellent, good job, great job. Okay, so now you've got, you've got five or ten minutes. <laughs> So now you've got five or ten minutes to, to add all the verses to those five points. <laughs> so then we're going to ask you again after, okay? And a few more, and a few more. And you don't have to, you don't have to be able to quote the, the verses word by word, but at least if you can get the key point in the verse related to the point and share it with us. Okay, so how about we break up like two by two and just practice going through the points, sharing with one another, and then we'll gather back in five or ten minutes. <laughs>